Welcome to today's episode of the Speak to the Rod podcast with Chuck and Christy. Welcome everyone to this week's episode of Speak to the Rod podcast with Chuck and Christy. We're excited to be back and share a little bit more of our stories. It's going to be a real fun. I'm excited for this episode. We're going to be sharing a little bit of how we got to meet each other and some of those stories. And I'm so grateful that Christy is with me today. Thank you so much for taking the time to share. And uh, so the last few episodes, we talk a little bit of our lives, how we, you know, got an encounter with God, how we got saved, how we met Jesus. And we'll talk about those things in the future as well. But today I just want to share a little bit how we met each other. Uh, like I said, I think in one of the last few episodes, I mentioned that we're excited because this year is going to be our 20th, 20th year wedding anniversary. Are you excited about that? Yeah. Has it been easy? Well. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been, a, it's been an adventure. It has. It's been an adventure. It's been great. Um, you wouldn't think if you asked me, you wouldn't, I wouldn't believe it's already been 20 years, but it's, it's been a good 20 years. It's been exciting. Like you said, an adventure and we're, I'm just happy to still be here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're happy. You know, it's, you know, Nowadays, being married for that long is an accomplishment. It's a milestone. We're excited. We're happy. You know, we got married March 15, 2003. And just looking back, thinking back about that time in our lives, you know, we, first of all, we got, well, we met when uh, we were in ministry together. I think in one of the episodes, I mentioned that I met the Lord and really have, really have an encounter with the Lord during uh, my time at the discipleship training school. Well, guess what? Uh, the director of the discipleship training school was Christy's dad, Robert. So we actually, I not only met the Lord there, but I met my wife there. It was an amazing time. We got to minister to the Lord together before we, you know, started talking something more serious about us, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, you just mentioned how my dad was the director. Going back to a little bit of backstory, I guess if we want to rewind a little bit, how that started. So I mentioned before that I grew up as a missionary kid. My my mom and dad were missionaries in Mexico, and we lived in central Mexico. Now, my husband, he's from northern Mexico or the border, and so it was quite a drive. It was several states away from each other. And during those years, um, I want to see say mid 90s to late 90s is when God started to move in my home church in my hometown and we experienced what you could call a revival um, God was moving really incredibly I, I, I sometimes say that God saved me <laughs> again through that that time it was in my teenage years by the way we're gonna interview your dad in one of the next episodes and he's gonna be sharing a lot about that revival so I'll let, I'll let him tell all the details. I won't go too into depth with that. I just wanted to mention it before because um, right during that time, I think you mentioned there was a youth conference the summer that you got saved yes, or rededicated correct. your life to Christ. Well, we had been going to some of those conferences because this was a move of God in, I guess you could say the whole country. There was different parts of Mexico that were experiencing this uh, wave, if you want to call it, of renewal, where people would rededicate their lives to Christ, where people would just come to, to Christ once again and, and give their lives if they hadn't before, or, or many for the very first time. And so during those years, 
um, like I said, I rededicated my life to Christ. And I think I, maybe two years later, uh, my dad came home and said, okay, we're getting ready to move. <laughs> we're leaving. We're leaving the town that you grew up in for the last 18 years of your life. And we are going to go to the border. And that for me was, whoa, <laughs> you know, as a teenager, you're thinking, okay, up, up and get out of here just suddenly with no, you know, warning really. But because of the reason we were going, he then explained that we were going to go start, or he was going to go start a uh, a school, I guess, a training um, to help young people that wanted to dedicate their lives to Christ in service to Him, become I don't know some some sort of mi- uh, ministers, I guess, and it was going to be a training, a three month thing, and so that was just exciting to me. I thought, okay, well my next chapter now begins. And I remember we packed up, we had a truck, we had different stuff we sold. I remember selling my bicycle, my rollerblades. I mean, all kinds of stuff that we had to get rid of to be able to be light enough to move. And we moved right after that summer that you rededicated your life. Um, like you said, I was actually at that conference. We traveled to that conference in August. I think they were in June. And then we moved that August. So it was it was a whirlwind, but it was so, so good. We miss each other for a few weeks then. You maybe were there, <laughs> yeah. you know, like I said in the other episode, it was a big crowd of people. Uh, but, you know, we, the Lord really, really uh, was planning to cross our paths. Not after, not long after that is when we started, uh, you know, she, she mentioned that they started a discipleship training school. And then a year later, I became a part of the discipleship training school. And uh, after that happened... Uh, my life was completely changed. The Holy Spirit completely transformed me, renewed me. And Christy was one of the staff members during my discipleship training school. So she was one of the, we call it supervisors. The, the one, she was in charge of some of the girls. So in that time, you know, I'm still considering myself pretty shy. But in that time, I was even, I was even shyer. I will say that. And so I would not really cross a lot of words with the girls from, from there. And nevertheless, with the supervisor, so we really didn't have a lot, even though we were in the same uh, classroom and all that. We really didn't. I don't think we even talked during those three months. I don't. I don't think we ever had one conversation. I mean, I'm kind of embarrassed to say it, but I don't think I even knew your first and last name. I mean, I I knew your face. (laughs) I knew your face, but like you said, there was so much going on. Let me go into a little bit of what the discipleship training looked like. I mean, we say three months, but it was intense, guys. I mean, it was get up at six o'clock in the morning. See, all the girls lived in one house. All the boys lived in another house. We would all get up at six o'clock in the morning to do physical exercise. And then we would go back home, we would shower, get ready for the day, we would go and have breakfast together at the, the building where the discipleship class uh, school was. We would have breakfast, clean up, and then the first class started, I believe, at 9 o'clock in the morning. That's correct. <laughs> 9 o'clock in the morning, we're starting class, and it went on till 2 o'clock, which is when we would have lunch. And after lunch, we had what we called recreational uh, work, (laughs) not recreational, more like work, where we would do different areas. Uh, We would help clean the church. We would help clean parking lots. We would do, I don't know, all kinds of stuff just to keep people busy, I guess. And after that, we would come back to church and have another meeting, I believe at 7 
And that meeting would sometimes go on till eight or nine, after which we would have dinner and go home and lights out at 10 o'clock at night. And by the way, this was like a spiritual boot camp. We had to read, <laughs> if I remember correctly, like 13 chapters of the Bible a day. It was very intense. So you really, and, and, and plus, one of the rules was uh, they, they was not allowed any kind of, you know, romance. So it was really... No dating allowed exactly. for those three months. But it, it, it was okay because you were there for three months. You were there really to to seek the Lord with everything. Now, just think about this. When you go to church or you go to a, a youth a retreat or a camp, you, you, you get there three days, four days, and then all your attention is on that. And, and the Lord really speaks to you. Just think about that. But for three months. <laughs> so all your attention was in the Lord. And really, to be honest with you, I was not there you know, for any other reason than seeking God. And so after my 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 school, I would say that my course was completed. I remember calling my dad and I said, Dad, I, I want to stay longer. I feel that God is calling me into ministry. I remember I told him, I, I, you know, I, I want to become a missionary. And he is like, okay. And my dad was not a Christian at the time, but he said, I'll support you. My mom was really excited. You know, she's been praying for me to get saved that I'm serving the Lord. So all these things are happening. So the first, I think we, we were together for about two years. And I think, you know, we became, became a little bit better friends. I think before I graduated or after I graduated, I'm sorry, we were part of the same ministry, traveling ministry. Remember, we were traveling all over northern Mexico, someplace in the U.S. And it was just a bunch of, I think it was like 20 young people. All of, their, all of us were single and just you know, ministering. So I started the ministry really intense. Uh, I was, you know, a leader of, of the guys. Christy was a leader of the girls. You know, and just think about having 20 people traveling together. There was a lot of turmoil, a lot of changes, a lot of problems, a lot of drama. But during that time, still, we were like, probably it's the time that we got a little closer, became friends, a little bit working together. Not too much. I would say not too much. After that ministry time was was done or uh, was over, I got invited to work as a part of the staff uh, at the school again. It's not like a year later, I will say, and you were also invited to be back at the school. So that's when we really started uh, becoming really good friends. You will remember that. Yeah, we were friends more than anything, um, especially at the beginning. Like I said, during his first three months, his course, I didn't really even know his name. And now you understand more that the intensity of that uh, program was you really didn't have a whole lot of time <laughs> to flirt or, or get to know anybody, even though, I mean, besides the fact that it wasn't allowed. Um, but after that, uh, during those months that we started traveling together with that team, I remember we had a big van and we would go, like like you said, to different cities and we would have uh, some youth camps or we would, we would go out on the streets and just evangelize and just very hands-on stuff. Uh, like he said, there was a lot of drama because you have, I don't know, I think it was more like 15 young people together living in... in, in the same houses and traveling in the same 15 passenger van for many, many hours. And it, it could be really intense at some points. I mean, I can say that there was drama even between us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we weren't very, um, we, I, I can say, it, I'm sorry if I'm hurtful, but I didn't really like him very much. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was too intense. I was, I was very intense to be honest. I was very, I was, I was, I mean, still, I'm still, 
you know, pretty black and white guy. But back then, you know, I was a new Christian, so everything had to be made in a certain way. I was really like, there's no compromise in anything. So, you know, it's okay to be like that when you're talking about, you know, a lot of principles. But when you're talking about personal relationships, that was creating a problem. Because then <laughs> I was getting really isolated because of that. But anyways, I think, you know, through through time, the Lord started dealing with me and started dealing with each one of us. And, you know, we have total different personalities. The ones that you if you know us personally, uh, we are very social. I like to talk to people. I like to do a lot of things. And she's really more quiet. She's more introvert and stuff like that. But then at one point we realized, and I think I, I, it was our first official mission trip. We, we were a part of a team that went to France. So this is right before 9-11. We went to France and, and we started, you know, liking each other more. We started talking a little bit more about, you know, what our future or the future, I would say, personal future looked like. And I remember, and, and, and I'm not giving this as an advice. I mean, <laughs> I not, everybody is different. But, you know, when, you, when you're talking about marriage, uh, one of the things that I talk to young people is like, First of all, you need to know what you want to do in life before you can start bringing somebody else into your life. So if you don't know what to do with your life, it's really hard and it's really dangerous to bring somebody into your life when you don't have a clue. And I think that's one of the things. I mean, it's not that I have everything figured out, but at least I knew that I have a call of God and I have a purpose and I wanted to travel, those kind of things. And I remember... I think we were in uh, uh, North France and I started asking you those kind of questions. Like, it was funny. Yeah, I mean, at this point, obviously, I already knew that I liked him and I already knew he liked me. We had had, you know, those those flirtful looks at each other and, and our friends. I mean, we lived in, I still lived at the girl's house and, you know, you talk amongst girls and you start saying, hey, you see how he looked at you or did you see this and that? And they started to create, you know, a, a, at first a curiosity because like I said, we were friends. Um, right after when we came back, he mentioned we came back to work on the staff at the school and we had the same day off, for example. And well, there wasn't much to do when you have one day off a, a week. I mean, the other every other day, every other hour of your life was absorbed with something. So on our day off, it was just the two of us. And so I'd call him up and say, hey, why don't we, I mean, I already did my laundry. I don't have a whole lot of other things to do with my time. Why don't we, I don't know, catch a movie? Or I think we went bowling one time, yeah. which I won. Okay, I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> That's the only time that I went bowling and I lost terribly. So never again. Yeah, he did lose, <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. And I mean, we were just becoming really good friends. And at this point, I mean, started to catch my eye. He would have certain comments. And I mean, like I said, he's pretty, he said, he's pretty black and white and very straightforward. He started asking those questions. So where do you see yourself in, I don't know, say five years? And I'm not that kind of planful person. I'm very, you know, it is what it is. And I'm doing this now. But he's more of a structured. And so when he started asking those questions, it kind of caught me off guard. But I told him what I'd always known. I said, okay, from the point of I was really young, I think I shared this before, I've wanted to become a missionary. I've wanted to, you know, spread the gospel to other people that don't know it. And, and I don't see myself doing anything else but serving God. 
And in, in those conversations, we would start to compare notes, I think on each, I mean, on our own sides and say, Hey, you know what? He's kind of going in the same direction, or she's kind of going in the same direction that I'm thinking of going. And I think that that really helped way in the beginning to, for us to become more of a, I guess, team, Yep. would you call it a, a team that we are today? And also, you know, we were friends before we got into something else. And I think that's one of the keys that still, you know, 20 years later into marriage, uh, we are each other best friends. And yes. that's that's also something that we learn and we encourage people, you know, especially young people. You know, you want to get into a relationship with somebody that you don't know at all. It's complicated. It can be complicated. You need to at least have some idea. First of all, what do you want to do? And, you know, get to know the person that you're you know, interest a little bit more, you know, do we share your common interests? I think that's one of the keys. Yeah. Common interests. Obviously we don't think the same. And obviously, I mean, I like things that you don't like at all. And you like things that like, I can, I, I don't like sports. I'm sorry, you sports fans out there. He loves every sport out there and he knows the score of just about every sport. Even tennis. Even tennis. I mean, and, and he knows how to keep track of all these sports. And, and I just, I can't even, I don't like the sound of sports on TV. It just, I don't know. It does something to the back of my mind. I do not like it, but that's not really an issue. I mean, we've learned to live with that kind of dislikes in each other. Now, if I did not like say traveling, then I would be in a pickle because that's basically what we do. And if I was like a homebody, then it would be really hard for us to be a team. Just last year, we were in seven different countries. So just think about it. And, and you know, young people, you're listening, you're watching us. You know, that's something that we can give you this advice. I remember I have a pastor friend of mine said, I give you this advice for free. I want to give you this advice for free. Young guys, young girls, you know, it's okay to like each other and all those kind of things. But if you're really talking about getting something, you know, getting going serious, getting serious about something, you know, think about those things, you know, we, we share, some, share some common interests because, you know, marriage is not easy and I'm not going to go into all that. I'm not doom and gloom about marriage. You know, obviously that that's part of the journey. You know, there's ups and downs. But what I'm saying, when you when you have agreements and common uh likes and, and stuff like that, that, that really helps, especially when you're talking about, you know, what are you going to be doing the rest of your life? So you some, you're somebody that don't want to leave home at all. And then you, you marry this guy or this girl that is a world traveler like, like we are. Well, that get, can get really frustrating. So I think, with, and, and I'm going to say this, I know there's a lot of controversy about, you know, dating and stuff like that. I mean, like I said, our, this is just our story. Our now, experience. Our experience. But I will say this. In our experience, we didn't really date it for that long because we were really good friends. Uh, we started knowing each other. So even before I proposed to her for marriage or something else, we knew that we were pretty much in the same page talking about, you know, our ministry or our lives together. Life goals. Even. Life goals, I will say that. Actually, uh, for uh, some of our uh, premarital classes, we have a pastor Asking us, this is before even we even get married. We have a, no, a notebook and we started writing some some goals and stuff that we want to accomplish as a couple. And you know, we still have that notebook somewhere. I mean, it's probably hidden somewhere in the house. <laughs> but we still have to, because we have to go back in time, you know, and and just check those things. You know, we were like uh, having that, you know, I don't say an agreement on 
how much or how many kids we want, stuff like that. I know it's really hard to plan all that ahead of time, but I'm just giving an idea how it was with us. And, and you know, we started talking to each other. We started sharing some of those things. And eventually, you know, it became something that it was not only an attraction, but also it was like, you know, we can complement each other. Yes, we, we and we do. I think we do complement each other. We have grown, or I have grown a lot um, just in the time that we've been together in other areas that I know that if I wasn't with you, I, I, I wouldn't have grown in those areas in my life because the Bible even talks about that. Two are better than one. And when one is limping, the other one will help him get up. And that is true in our relationship time and time again. I mean, when I'm down, sometimes you know exactly what to say. And, and when you're down, I sometimes make it worse, but <laughs> But that's how we get along. And again, I guess I can't um, say it enough. We were friends first. When you have a friend, see, there's something about friendships before attraction. When you have a friend, there's really nothing that friend can do to surprise you because you know that how, how that friend is already. Let's say we had been traveling together in the same 15 passenger van for several months. So I kind of knew what he looked like you know, after not sleeping for 10 hours. Or not eating. <laughs> exactly, or not eating. Or after working outdoors. And, and those little details that maybe don't seem big, but a lot of times when you start dating somebody just right off the back because you think that person's attractive, you don't get to see those things till after. And so I was fortunate to get those, you know, images out of the way, way at the beginning before there was even a physical attraction or, or anything else, because we were just really good friends. Well, let me, let me uh, catch up with the, our story because I, we know we can share a lot about things about this and we might have an episode in the future talking about some of these principles, but then the hard part came when I had to talk to your dad because, uh, <laughs> You know, he was, if I was think, saying that I was black and white, he was even more radical than me. So a lot of people were pretty afraid of him because, you know, especially when you're talking about his daughter, it was another thing. So basically, I just talked to her, to him about her and he said to wait a year. So we couldn't date for a whole year, working in the same school, seeing each other every day. That was hard. Yeah, it was, it definitely was. I think it was harder to have to see him every day and know that, I mean, we couldn't get together and go and, and go on a date or something after that because we were working in the same place, but there was that, you know, wait time. Just stay as friends. Don't call it anything else yet. And when I look back at that time, you know, I appreciate that. I mean, at the moment you was like, oh man, this is going to take, I mean, it, I, I, I can recall the Genesis when, you know, Jacob is like, oh, he, he worked so hard for his wife. And then he ended up getting another, the other girl. And then he works again and he says, you know, they, but they seem like days to him. And, you know, in reality, when you're really like, oh, man, but when you are there, it's hard. And he was, I mean, it, a year now that I look back, we've been together for 20 years. It doesn't look like much, but back then it was like, oh, it was so hard. But really, I appreciate that because our, our friendship got deeper you know, because there's there's something special about spending time with someone and just share about your life, share about your goals and your dreams that the Lord has given you. So after that year, finally, I was really radical. I counted three, 365 days, yeah. came to her dad. 
with a ring on my pocket and I say, I want to marry your daughter. And this is very funny, but he didn't just look at me and walk away. So he might be <laughs> listening to this podcast and he might be not liking it, but I have to say it. But you know what? I was already traveling with him. I was already in ministry working with him. So I learned and I still learn so much from him. But back then it was a little bit for different drama. So I, I think it was six months later we yeah. got married. Yeah. Yeah. After you proposed, it was six months and we had a, a wedding and then we moved and we never came back. <laughs> yes. We, all we had was two pairs of two, two pieces of luggage each. And that's mm-hmm. how we, we went to serve in another church in uh, Central, South, Central South Mexico. We'll talk about that in another episode, how we started, you know, uh, a walk of faith. But all I can say, because we're, we're going to be during this podcast, during this episode, when this episode uh, is going to be during, I would say this, during our 20th anniversary, during this this season. So it's exciting to yeah. go back and look back and, you know, think and just appreciate and being grateful with each other. Yes. I love you, by the way. <laughs> and being grateful with God because he's been so faithful with us. Yes, he has. And you want to you add something? I just want to say this. I want to say our, our lives together. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I know I just not only consider her my friend, my wife, you know, she's the mother of my children, but also we are traveler companions. We travel the world together and it's been an adventure. So for me, and I want to say this to everybody listening today, for me, not only marriage, but walking with God is an adventure. It is. You know, it is an adventure to serve the Lord. A lot of people are like, are you a minister? And, you know, we had so many ideas of ministry and marriage, you know, maybe because bad examples, whatever. I just want to tell you our story. Our story has been an adventure. That doesn't mean that we didn't have hard times. There's been hard times in our marriage. There's been times when we didn't, you know, maybe laugh like we usually <laughs> do. But we have something that we committed each other. And I remember right before I married her, I got one friend of mine told me, you know, when I when I shared with him that I really like Christy and all that, he said something that I think changed a lot of my perspective. He said, do you see yourself growing old with her? Because this is a commitment for your entire life. This is not a commitment when you're, you know, young and free, but this is a commitment to go all the way to the end. When we make, uh, when we, when you pronounce those marriage vows, you said, you know, till death set us apart. And that's the commitment we made to each other. And, you know, marriage is under a lot of attack in our society. Family is under a lot of attack in our society. But we want to set an example that it's possible to stay together, uh, press on together, pray together. There's not a lot of secrets. There's just, you know, a lot of stories that we can share about. But, you know, we are grateful. I think it's by the grace of God. Yes. First of all, you know, I, I will say this. You cannot give what you don't have. So maybe you are struggling in your life right now. Maybe you're struggling in the relationship right now in your life. I want to say this. I want to say that, you know, you don't have that much love for somebody else. You can always come to God because the Bible says, that God is love. Just yes. come to Him. He will fill you with love. He will fill you with peace. He will fill you with forgiveness. You know, and when you got that and you receive that, you can give it to somebody else. Right. So thank you so much for tuning today for this uh, week's episode of Speak to the Rock podcast with Chuck and Christy.
See you next time.